are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday. You're probably more optimistic in that intro there than uh, any of you are feeling. Um, So we're going to talk about what the hell happened in last night's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, a 135-105 loss for your New Orleans Pelicans. Then we're going to just talk about kind of some some stuff with the team, right? Like that That's probably the best way we could describe it, some stuff going on with the team right now that isn't good. And look at what's going on there. And then if we have time, we'll touch on the two games over the weekend. Tonight against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and then Sunday against the Los Angeles Clippers. You can hear it in my voice. I'm like struggling to figure out how to talk about this because the game last night was so, so bad. Do you guys hear that? Do you hear that? It sounds like this. That is that is the sound that wasn't really as loud as I would have hoped it would have been. That's the sound of the Pelicans hitting rock bottom because that's what happened in this game last night. All right, so so let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Okay, so I've been informed that my my rock bottom hitting noise was not nearly as good as it could have been. So I'm sorry. I'm going to attempt this again. I'm not going to do this right in front of the mic because I don't want to hurt your ears with everything. But here you go. Here here's the sound of the Pelicans hitting rock bottom. So hopefully that was a little bit better sounding, though looking at the waveform, I don't actually think it was, but you get it. They basically just went splat against the pavement here against the Minnesota Timberwolves as nothing went right for them in this game. You know, it's probably the worst loss they've had in a long time, which is really saying something because we usually have a couple of those every single year. And here we are yet again, 135-105, where the Pelicans just didn't show up to play. Zion did. I'll give Zion credit here, but literally no one else did. No one else had... Anything going for them in this game whatsoever. Even the young guys that we want to see play, like Kyra Lewis in this one, was bad. This was just as bad as it could possibly be. And Stan Van Gundy, after the game, said it was a really embarrassing evening for us tonight. He literally, in his media availability after this, had no answers. So the Pelicans came out flat. Just flat. What did we say in yesterday's show they needed to do? Take this game seriously. You weren't going to win this one if you didn't actually try. Even though the Timberwolves before this had seven wins. They have eight now. A quarter of those, two of them, against the New Orleans Pelicans. They're the worst team in the league. By far. And they allowed... And the Pelicans allowed them to beat them. You had to take this seriously. Maybe this isn't even a game where it looked like the Pelicans thought they were better than a team and they could just coast to victory. It just looked like they didn't want to play basketball, that they didn't want to be there. You have those days at your job where you're unmotivated and you do, don't lie. I won't tell your boss where you just don't want to do anything because whatever reason it is, you're not getting paid enough. You don't have enough respect internally, whatever it might be. They, you, you just don't want to work. And so you kind of just like slack off that day, right? And sometimes you can get away with it and no one really, really can tell. And it's fine. Then, you know, Monday comes around and you're feeling a little bit better. So you start working harder. You, you can get away with that. Pelicans on TV with, I'm not going to say millions of people watching them, probably not even 100,000 people watching them, 
fall flat on their faces and, and have that kind of performance. Everyone notices. And it was very apparent in this game last night. And Stan Van Gundy even said in his in his media availability after the game that yesterday when they practiced, they had their worst practice of the season. That it was an embarrassing effort in practice. And yes, the Allen Iverson whole like practice type of thing, but still, it speaks to where this team is and what this team is, right? They, they don't they don't give a shit. I think that's it's almost obvious to say it. Eric Bledsoe, he, he doesn't want to be here. You know, he 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 doesn't need to tweet it this time. It's it's pretty obvious. A lot of these guys just do not care. Maybe it's the fact that they're three games out of the 10th spot and they were a long shot to try and get into the playing tournament as is. And maybe they're just, whatever. Okay, season's already lost. Let's not try anymore. Unfortunately, the season doesn't just end. And you need to keep playing games. But this was a flat-out embarrassing effort. They should feel bad. You guys should have should have been warned about this in the future. The Pelicans owe you an apology for this. They owe people who spent their money to go to that game an apology for this. I like I actually mean that. I had someone tweet at me. I, I don't have it up in front. So if you're listening, I'm sorry that I'm not like, giving you credit on this. But that also reminds me, well, when we talk about the locker room app stuff here in a minute, that you know, uh, they felt bad. They turned this off and they felt kind of bad, but they just wanted to do something else that that made their night better. Th- that's not a wrong response to have. To a degree, the Pelicans do need to earn your viewership and your fandom. And they are not doing that right now. And that's how rough things are getting. Like, they were just... It, it was pathetic. I, I don't have enough bad things I could say without just swearing a ton on here. They were not good and they didn't care. And no one wants to root for a team like that. And no one should root for a team like that. This is the type of thing that sets a fan base back so badly. And the Pelicans as an organization need to realize that. And this is without getting into the David Griffin stuff of like trying to sell hope, saying they're here to beat people's asses, all of that stuff. You know, you you build up a, a franchise from that and a fan base from that. This is how you just really set it back. And hearing Stan Van Gundy in the post game just not have answers for this team, I don't think there are answers at this point, right? Like, what, what do you do to fix this? They've already changed their defensive coverage once this season. Didn't, didn't work. They had a bad offensive game in this one because they just didn't care. They've mixed that up where they've been a top five offense since they went really went to point Zion. I don't I don't have answers. I was texting with Scott Kushner during this game of the of NOLA.com, the advocate, Times Picayune, um, whatever conglomerate thing it is. And I said, I have, and I said this on Twitter too, I have no idea who this team is, or even at this point, what they're doing. And it goes to some things that David Griffin said right before the All-Star break. Let's get into that in the second segment. Let's get into like what 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 the hell is this team doing? Because it's Really confusing right now. So that's coming up here next on Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Plus, they have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you could imagine. Zion Overs is a good one. Pelicans Overs is also a good one with how bad the defense is. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up. 
sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code locked on with your first deposit. You're already a winner. You got some free money right there just for signing up when you use promo code locked on over at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So a new weekly side addition to Locked On Pelicans here. We're going to be doing a thing once a week on the locker room app. They're kind of like live chats is maybe the best way to describe it. It's like a big chat room where I can talk to you all. You can talk to me. You can talk to everyone else too. I kind of control a room and I can bring people up to talk and give your thoughts on it. And then everyone can hear you. We're going to do these on Wednesday. Every Wednesday, the rest of the season going forward, we're going to spend 30 minutes on the locker room app and a Locked On Pelicans room talking everything related about this team Zion the NBA as well I hope you'll join me in doing all of this so please go download the locker room app on your mobile device you can do it on an iPad you can do it on an iPhone I'm looking forward to being able to do these with you they will make it into the locked on Pelican show as well so download that app keep an eye out I'll send out a time but we're going to make these pretty regular unless there's a game on that Wednesday which they there aren't that many it's only like three or four times over the remainder of the season that they play on Wednesday so should be a lot of fun to interact with you in a different aspect with all of this so i'm looking forward to it download that locker room app and be ready for next wednesday come with your takes i'm excited to hear what everyone has to say so i asked this at the end of the last segment what who is this team what is this team how is this team and what are they doing and there's not an easy answer to this and you know, maybe on Monday we need to compare the Pelicans' rebuild to what the Oklahoma City Thunder are doing, but certainly New Orleans, again, is trying to thread the needle of being competitive now while also trying to develop guys, and I think it's safe to say, like, it's not working, right? When you look at all of this stuff, everything that's going on, like, nothing, you know, look, you can you can talk about the shortened off season, the lack of practice time during the year, the lack of practice time in season, but the Pelicans at least have tried to spin that as, like, not a big deal, right? Remember all of those uh, articles that were written about the private film sessions that Stan Van Gundy was having with Zion and Brandon Ingram? Well... Uh, I do think Zion's improving on the defensive side of the ball, but Brandon Ingram certainly isn't. What's going on there? And if he's having those defensive sessions with B.I. and Zion, and this team is this bad defensively, maybe he needs to open that up to the rest of the group, right? Clearly, there's time to do this. So I don't... When you hear that stuff, right? Like, it's kind of frustrating. You got to wonder how much of it is, say, spin with it all. But contrasted to what's going on with... The Oklahoma City Thunder, who who wins some games, had had the same record as the Pelicans into the All-Star break. They also have young talent there too, right? Shea Gilgis-Alexander looks like he's going to be really good. You know, you contrast it with this, and you, I, how do you feel? And I think that's something that's worth looking at and kind of debating because I don't really know what this team is doing. At a certain point, you look at it and you're like, this is a mess. This is a mess. David Griffin assembled this team with an eye towards being competitive this year, and they're they're not competitive. They can win games, but would you call this team a competitive team? No, and as I've been saying, I don't think they're a 10th spot seed. I've been saying that like all in all the radio podcasts and every hit I've done recently. I don't see them in because I get asked that question every single time. You see them in the postseason, in the play-in. No, no, I don't. And you saw why in this game, last night I don't know if you really can commit to being a playoff team now while also still trying to build like your champ at your championship contending core there's just 
so many things at odds with each other here in New Orleans right now, and it's rough. And it goes to things that David Griffin said, too. He wants these young guys to value minutes. Well, they played Kyra Lewis Jr. Now, he got minutes early on, and look, like the... That bench unit for the Minnesota Timberwolves in this one lit up New Orleans with with Kyra Lewis Jr. out there on the court. It was bad. So he didn't have a good game. No one no one did other than Zion really had a good game. I haven't even mentioned stats because it doesn't freaking matter. But no one did. Kyra included. But you're going to tell me then you're going to play him when your team is down 20 and then he gets thrown into the game to get some minutes. He's going to value those minutes because he was stuck on the bench. That's going to teach him, you know, to want to win. What are you teaching him by that? And this is to say that Eric Bledsoe, again, doesn't want to be here. I'm not, I'm not going to say that's for sure what it is, right? But he certainly doesn't act like he wants to be here. His play doesn't look like he wants to be here. And so at a certain point, if your backup is out playing the starter, shouldn't he be the one that's earned those minutes? Isn't that what this is about? Did Kyra Lewis Jr. earn those minutes down 20? No, of course not. It, it, the Pelicans are spewing towards you from Stan Van Gundy and David Griffin all season. So much bullshit. It's not snake oil salesman type stuff, but it's not like horribly far off from that, I don't think. They are feeding you lies and BS. And it's partially my job to kind of translate some of that stuff, right? Because I wouldn't expect them to do anything other than that. I wouldn't expect David Griffin to be like, no, this team's going to be bad. Right. I wouldn't expect him to say anything other than we want to go out and beat people's asses and win games because you know what? The Pelicans are probably going to raise season ticket holder prices next year. They raised them this year. They're probably going to raise them again next year, though they probably shouldn't. And this type of loss really sets a fan base back, I think. But besides the point, this is what what they're going to say. But it's not actually translating to what's on the court. And I think that is a big part of this problem. And that's why you, dear listener, are probably confused as hell about this team. Just like we in the media are confused as hell about this team because they're not good. And at this point, they're such a mess, particularly defensively. I don't know what the answer is to make them good. And that's a real big problem. Stan Van Gundy saying that they had the worst practice they've ever had. These guys were off for a week. And then you come back and you don't have it. It says a lot about this team, these players. And it says a lot about the front office that assembled these players. So I don't know what's going on here other than you need to tear it down to the studs. And you just need to do like a, a different kind of rebuild, but it's too late for that now. And so this team is in a weird spot going forward that basically just needs to like pull their heads out of their asses. I think, right? Like to some degree and just give a damn. That's not something you can coach. That part's on the players, but Sam Van Gundy hasn't done exactly a good job either. So that's not letting him off the hook. So there's just a whole lot wrong in that trying to thread the needle of be competitive while also being, you know, developmental it's, it's BS. You know, maybe they were trying and if they were trying to do that, then they failed that job. Failed. F. Not like D minus, not a C. F. So this is this is rough to watch right now. And if you don't want to pay attention to them for a little while, I, I kind of understand it. So and you can hear the segment isn't going, you know, not as coherent as I would have wanted it to be. But whew, that was just such a demoralizing loss 
for the fan base last night, and they were just bad. It's not easy to play both sides like David Griffin David Griffin wanted to, and then to not play the young guys who at least care. I I don't get it. I don't get it. Trust me, no one else really gets it either. And, you know, maybe we'll hear David Griffin speak about it soon and try and clarify it for us. So coming up, two games this weekend. We'll preview them for you. And hopefully, hopefully the Pelicans can try and right the ship and at least calm like the stormy seas that they're in here to kind of keep with the the boat analogy. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. And Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, delicious tasting protein bar covered with 100% real chocolate on all of the bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. Yes, of course, it's a bracket Built Bar madness. Today's matchup especially intriguing, I think. Cookies and cream, which is one of my go-to flavors, versus churro puff. I haven't had the churro puff yet. It's a special flavor coming out this month, but I mean, it sounds amazing. I've had some of their puff bars, which are really light, airy. I can't believe they're actually good for you, which makes me want to lean towards that, but because I haven't done it, I'm not going to vote for it. I'm voting for cookies and cream, which is one of the go-to that I have. It's just delicious. Tastes like um, a Milky Way bar, something like that. And it's good for you with, you know, protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in sugar, everything you want in a protein bar. And it just tastes amazing. But I promise you, I promise you that the next one that I'm going to be ordering, the next bar is definitely that churro puff bar. So if you want to try these or any of them, go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who's won today, who's won today's matchup and will become the best tasting protein bar. And don't forget, follow Built bar it's at built underscore bar on twitter don't forget download the locker room app because we're going to be doing live shows every wednesday i'll have the time kind of around what uh, on monday or so but they're going to be once a week 30 minutes at the very least for me to hear your takes on everything but also all the other listeners that are going to be in the room we're going to get to hear you too and you all will be speaking we kind of moderating everything a little bit here. I haven't used this just yet. Maybe we'll do a test over the weekend, but I'm excited for it. Should be a lot of fun. Please download the app. Join me on the Locker Room app once a week on Wednesdays. We're going to make this a regular thing, and I hope to see you there. So wrapping up today's show after just, just disappointing loss, right? Just no one showed up other than Zion. We'll give you some credit, credit uh, Zion here, but no one did. And like just a disappointing loss that really makes you kind of question everything that this team is doing. And it should. And now the Pelicans have to turn around and play another game. And they played Zion until about six minutes left in this one. Same for B.I., same for Lonzo Ball, which makes you kind of wonder, right? On the With uh, a back-to-back looming, why play them that long when you were down 20? But anyway, you've got the Cleveland Cavaliers coming to town. Their backcourt might feast. This was a team that started the year off 3-0, and looked really good, but have not been all of that good since. They're 14-22. and They, at one point, had an 11-game losing streak during the season so far. They are the fourth-worst offense. They are a bottom-10 defense. Their net rating is the second-worst in the league. This is, by all accounts, a bad team, right? So, we we just did this. We literally did this yesterday, where I said... Those basically the same things, right? For the Minnesota Timberwolves. Pels should win. Take care of the ball. They didn't take care of the ball. All that stuff. I'm not going to try and predict it. 
Colin Sexton is probably going to have a big game because backcourts have been tearing up New Orleans. If he wants to shoot threes, anyone who wants to shoot threes against New Orleans can kind of do so with ease. He takes over four per game, hits them at 40%. He scores 24 points per game. He's probably going to be able to do more than that in this one. It's a bit concerning. Jetty Osman might also go off from three and score like 20-something points, even though he averages 11 this season. That's kind of what you expect might happen in this game. If they play defense, like if they try and just play some defense and get some stops, they, they can win. They really can. Went on the radio in um, Lafayette yesterday, 1420, their ESPN affiliate. And I said something like, yeah, you know, when the Pelicans try, they win. And someone roast, tried to roast me on Twitter and say, well, isn't that obvious to, to give that analysis? Great analysis there, Jake. If the Pelicans try, they win. Can't every team say that? So one, I get what you're saying. Two is no, some teams can coast and get wins. The Brooklyn Nets can coast and get wins. For the Pelicans, though, even if you think that's an obvious thing, they clearly haven't gotten that right. Maybe if someone like beat it into them that, hey, when you guys try, you can win games, they'd go out and they'd win more games. So while it might seem obvious for a team to win games when they try, the Pelicans didn't try in last night's game. So it's probably worth bringing this stuff up, right? There's also some teams that try and don't win games. I would have been fine with that last night to some degree, but they didn't try and they lost. You know, the analysis, it's deeper than you think. I know a little bit about what I'm doing. So they play the, the Cavs tomorrow. Great. If you want to skip that game, I don't blame you. And then they play the Los Angeles Clippers on Sunday. And when I'm recording this, they're up about 20 or so, uh, almost 30, I should say, on the Golden State Warriors. So they will have a little bit more rest, I think, going into this one. Um, two days off before playing New Orleans. And they're a good team, right? They did have a three-game losing streak going into the All-Star break, but seem to have righted the ship here. They're a little bit rested. They should be okay. Um, no one's on the injury report that I see right now. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Yet they played this team tough, right? Without Lonzo Ball. I think Zion didn't play in that game. And so New Orleans seems to get up for the big teams, the big games. Maybe this is one where they come out and they're going to win big or, or keep it close. We're going to be like, oh, they just need some time to figure it out. Even when we know this team's bad, they are bad. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's not, it's not going to change in my opinion for a while. So I don't know what to expect from them against the Clippers because they should get crushed by the Clippers yet. They're probably going to come out and at least keep this one competitive because that's what they do. They beat good teams some somehow. So we'll see. You know, let's see if they rebound well against the Cleveland Cavaliers first. Is your mind right? Was this game against the Timberwolves embarrassing enough that you kind of like pull your head out of your ass, as I just said? Because we need to see that. Then maybe we can talk about the Clippers game, but we'll have to wait till Monday for that one. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all on Monday to recap the weekend.